trauma can play such a huge part in many of our stories. And that's both trauma with a big T and trauma in terms of the things that we think of as maybe not so significant, but which in fact have a big part to play in how we feel about ourselves and how our lives play out for us. So this week, because I am not an expert on trauma myself, I wanted to get really clear on the role of trauma in our lives and how we can go about healing that and in the process, improving our mental, emotional and physical well-being as well. This is about how we can take ourselves back to a place of safety and within that space really flourish. And to do that, I've invited my old colleague, Samala Bygraves, along. She's about to publish her very first book on exactly this subject in January. And I know that this conversation we're about to have is going to be so, so valuable for all of us. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello and welcome back. I hope you are having an amazing week so far. Now, this week, for the first time in a while, actually, I'm bringing you a guest episode and I'm speaking to the amazing Samala Bygraves. We actually worked together as Holistic Core Restore Coaches for a while and she has now moved on to write her very first book, which I'm very jealous of and is really, really exciting. And it's a book that I think is going to be really important because she has brought together both her 12 years of experience working in women's health, along with her own experience of trauma to help people to ignite their own self-exploration and heal themselves. You know, we all know that our emotional and nervous system health is just as important as our physical health. And it's why I speak so much about looking after yourself on this podcast. And by focusing on how we can look after ourselves better, we can reduce inflammation, we can create a better environment for those systems, we can actually start to transcend that trauma, anxiety and other mental health problems too. And like I said in my intro at the very start, I am not an expert in this field, but I think it's really important we talk about it. So that's why I've got Samala in here today. So hi Samala, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Real pleasure. So let's get, let's go from the start then. Tell me a little bit about your own story and what it was that actually prompted you um, on this journey to write your own book. Mm, That's always a big, big question. So Mm. I'll do my best to simplify as I am known for going off on tangents. (laughs) Um, So Basically, um, as you mentioned, you know, I'd been working in women's health and I'd, you know, been working in pelvic health and I was very aware of the correlation between emotional trauma or emotional stress and, and, you know, experiences that had happened in a person's life that could then affect their physical health. So I was very aware of that. That was really sort of in my sphere, but I was yet to really connect the dots for my own experience. So 
you know, up until 2020, I was living with chronic stress. I was suffering with an eating disorder or mixed. I use the word eating disorder. I, I don't really like the label because, you know, it was it's more than just that. It was a very deeply complex, ingrained mm. behavioral sort of trait that I'd begun just to kind of self-soothe. So I was dealing with that. Um, and then I was on a very high dose of antidepressants. I was always in, I was in a lot of physical pain. I had a lot of issues with my pelvic floor, mm. um, but I saw them all as separate issues that went into different little boxes. And I think as many of us do, we, we can look out and connect the dots for somebody else. But when it comes to ourselves, to really connect the dots within us can be quite scary. So anyway, I, um, just before the pandemic hit, so I'd given birth to my third child in 2019 in November. And that was quite a, that was quite a stressful birth. So the birth itself was fine, but the post-birth experience was, was quite stressful. And I believe that that or I feel that that triggered an extreme like nervous system response in me. So I started um, just feeling very disconnected from my body. I was experiencing a lot of pelvic pain in a different way. I was just reacting to things, um, you know, so say my two-year-old had a tantrum, I'd find myself just completely feeling like the world was coming in on me. So really kind of amplified. Um, and then my eating habits spiraled as well. So just before the pandemic began, I contacted a therapist and because I had basically had a moment where I truly did not feel that I could go on living. So it was a real moment of, you know what, like I, I don't think that I can go on living. And But there was that, okay, but I, I do, but I can't go on living like this. So I contacted the therapist and then basically I went to see her because of the eating disorder habits. And even at that point, I didn't even recognize that I had an issue. I just knew that something wasn't quite right. And, you know, I needed to do something to make myself feel better. So I saw her and then as a good therapist does, she somehow asked the right questions. And as I began to answer and start talking about my childhood, we kind of, well, she led me to realize that I was incredibly traumatized. So I was living with complex. So it's like CPTSD, so complex trauma, PTSD, essentially. Okay. So I had multiple traumas that I'd experienced from emotional to physical. And I was living with all of that. So I was in huge amounts of pain. So that was kind of the catalyst for the healing. As the pandemic began, I was sort of at home dealing with all of that. And then as that journey progressed and I started doing the work and, and healing and sort of getting, uncovering things, it must have been mid-2020 mid, mid and I was out for a walk and there was just this deep, you need to share this story, this is really important. And that was sort of all it was. And I was like, okay, look all right, intuition. And then as time went on, there was that, that internal pull got bigger and bigger. And as I carried on doing the work and I worked with various people and um, I sort of allowed that seed within me to kind of just, you know, plant. And then I kind of got to the point, I think it was mid 2021 when I actually started writing. And then I ended up, as things happened, I ended up meeting with somebody at the end of 2021. And she told me about this amazing sort of book program where you work with people that help you to write your book. And then if you can get a manuscript together, you can then submit it for publishing at the end of that process. So that's what I went on to do. So 
hope that answers the question. So. Yeah, definitely. I think I think just I just want to pick up on a couple of things that you mm, yes there because I mean you know you and me both having worked with uh, like you say with pelvic health for just mm. as an example you know we both know that it's not just about oh you've got a weak pelvic floor let's yes. fix it right and I think that that is sort of telling of lots and lots and lots of mm. things in lives. Mm-hmm. That, all of these things is completely separate but in fact mm-hmm. often there's a um you know there's a, a kind of thread that draws them all together so yeah. you know for example your pelvic floor you might actually have pelvic floor dysfunction because you're really flipping stressed yes, yes. holding yeah. a lot of that like we hold yes. a lot of that in in that area of our bodies yes. as well don't we yes. like that holding onto the tummy holding onto mm. the pelvic floor yeah, it was one of the reasons I had pelvic floor dysfunction was that I was mm. holding on all the time mm. and I didn't mm. realize it and I think it's I think you bring out like a really important point of you know it's all it is all connected yeah. like to think of it as oh well my pelvic floor is an issue I'm just going to go I'm going to do some pelvic floor exercises everything will be okay mm. whereas actually it's often like a step before that of like okay but have you also addressed the stress in your life have you addressed yeah trauma that might have gone on you know even trauma with childbirth and things like that that has gone well so how do you sort of suggest that people go about unpicking some of that because you know you had a therapist that you went to that helped you to sort of get to the bottom of that but it's not you know it's not always an easy thing for us we we put things in silos and we want like a Mm. to a problem so how do people start to like unpick some of that for themselves I mean that's you know and I often think about this in terms of myself I kind of think okay like how did that start or how did I get you know and can you know, do and I always and I've, I've had been in conversation with somebody else about this is do we do we need to get to the crisis point before we do something mm-hmm. and I think there's some two sides to that I think if you're not ready then you won't see it and you won't hear it anyway so you won't be open to beginning to unpick anyway mm-hmm. you know so I think there's that then on the other hand I think if there is if there's that kind of feeling that okay something like I'm really stressed all the time and Mm -hmm. I'm reacting to situations and I think there's nothing wrong with feeling angry there's nothing wrong and this has been a huge learning curve for me you know anger and and sadness and rage and frustration you know they're all really valid emotions which have amazing uses when they are healthy and when I say healthy I mean 30 years of repressed anger is not going to come out in a useful way. You're just going to completely destroy, you know, that's going to come out in a very destructive way, but really like healthily accepted anger is going to come out and be really useful. So I think, you know, the first place is to maybe just ask that question. Like, do I feel like I am... So I think it comes down to emotional health and I think everything is affected by that. So it's like your responses, how you act in life, it's, it all comes back to how well you process and accept and deal with your emotions. So I suppose maybe, yeah, it's like just asking that first question of like, am I reacting all the time to things? Mm-hmm. Am I stressed all of the time? Am I having more stressful days and bad, you know, bad days compared to quote unquote good days? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you don't, yeah, maybe you don't need to go and see a therapist, but maybe you just need to speak to somebody or maybe you just need to write it out or it's like an acknowledgement. I feel mm-hmm. like the acknowledgement is always the first step yeah, or the first point yeah. of unpicking. And then different things are going to resonate with different people. I don't think that you need to necessarily go and see a therapist as the first thing that you do. Mm-hmm. It was just for me, that was what was there at the time. It was, you know, it, it that's what I felt drawn to. But now, you know, there's so many 
like things have changed massively in the last two years. And, you know, maybe just starting some journaling and just writing out how you feel, you know, what's triggering you, what's coming up for you, and then see what opens up. Because what I found for myself and when I've spoken to other people who have been on similar, and I use the word journey, it's not really a journey because you're not really going anywhere, it's all internal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think journey always was nice for people, Mm -hmm. is that as soon as they kind of open themselves up to the, okay, like something has to shift, something needs to change, things just start happening. Things just start appearing. Like for me, the next, it was like the next threat, like the next part of the thread, the next part of the, you know, the next breadcrumb appeared. So as I grew to the end of the time that I knew that, you know, I just felt that there was, it was time for me to leave my work with the therapist. We'd done everything that we could do at that point. I then discovered this amazing Reiki practitioner who was a Reiki master. And then we did a lot of energy work and somatic healing together. And, and, and that just happened through a conversation with somebody else because I was talking about my experiences. And then that led me then, I worked with Jenny Burrell um, yeah. doing Compassionate Inquiry. That led me on to work with her, which was amazing. And then the next, do, do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. you just have to be open. And I think that, I think that, yeah. So I think that's the first step is just like acknowledging that something within you has to shift. Mm. It's not about blaming or judging and being like I'm a really bad person so now I need to be better it's no this isn't working for me anymore and I actually want to make a conscious choice to shift what's happening in my life and what's and ultimately what's happening within you because this is what I discovered is that as I shifted what was happening within me everything outside of me started to shift yeah my perception the way I saw things my relationships everything just started changing you know whereas I'd been waiting for things to change in order for me to change, but actually it's yeah. the other way around. So, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's, but again, you know, you and I know you work with clients and, you know, you'll be saying to somebody who has pelvic floor things, hey, you need to, you know, maybe we need to have a look at stress. Maybe we need to have a look at your load and they're just not open to it. So mm-hmm. I think it's like, if you're not, you know, it's okay if you're not ready, not ready, but if you are ready, it's like a curiosity. Yeah. Just like, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, so I, I think that answers the question. But yeah, I think what I had to to kind of allow myself to be okay with was not knowing what was going to happen on the other side of what I was quote unquote doing. So I had to stop trying to control the outcome of my healing as well. So yeah. I think that's where people again, same with poet's law, like how long would it take me to no longer be mm. incontinent or how long would it take me for me? You, you can't actually know that. You can say, oh, look, within this time frame, we should achieve X, Y, and Z, but the reality is you don't know. Mm. So I think there is a surrendering of control yeah. as well, which is helpful um, with that. Yeah, I think um, as you were saying that, it sort of brought to mind um, this quote, and I'm not going to quote, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something about, just start to walk and the path will appear it's that sense of like I I don't know what's going to happen but I am I am open to things and and I've definitely been on that journey a little bit myself over the last few Mm. years of like of just not in the same way as you but just becoming more open to stuff like I'm I was always with the so-called woo-woo stuff Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. really skeptical of all that Mm -hmm. I'm like oh it's a load of old rubbish that doesn't work blah 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 and I you know I'm still not saying I'm a woo-woo person now either but Mm -hmm. I'm like more open to ideas that there is more out there that I have not seen and I don't understand and that I could open myself up to so yeah 
as you were saying that it, it sort of brought that sort of quote to mind of like yeah just got to open yourself up and start moving forward and stuff will appear when it yes. appear for you but you know a lot of us spend our times our time very blocked because we're yes. everything is happening to me it's all happening to me and I can't do anything about it and what you know it's all very well her telling me to do this that and the other but I can't yeah. do it and so yeah it's that sense of like getting away from that it's all happening to me and starting yes. to open yourself up and go well yeah I've got a load of stuff going on in my life and I'm stressed and this that and the other yeah. what else could there be out there for me kind of thing yeah yeah no definitely and I think it's and it's very you know I use the word triggering and I know that word is used so much but you know even I you know I remember this is before this must have been 2017 it was when I was pregnant with Rose and I was working with a business coach and I just was not open to any of the things that she was saying I was so closed and you know she was saying things and the whole time I just kept saying I can't do that because I'm this and I'm that and it's don't you understand it's hard for me and and what I didn't realize and it's so okay if you're in that place you know because this is the thing I think again, we always like, oh, I'm failing. I was worse then and now I'm better. It's like, no, it's just, it's all experience and it's all for the learning. But at that point in time, and I still have moments now where I get into like, it's like the victim mentality. I have no power. I have to wait for someone to give me my power. And again, probably a conversation for another time, but I think as women that we have been brought up to believe that our power has to be ceded to us when we perform well. Yeah. And I think that that's why for a lot of women, it's like this, this kind of loop background narrative that I'm not in control and then we're not, but in the terms of, oh, I'm not, I don't have any power to change what's going on, but actually it's not about changing what's happening. Again, it's not about what's changing happening outside of you. It's what's changing what's happening within you so that then when, you know, things are happening, your ability to deal with them shifts. So I think, but it is, it it is, you know, when, when she was saying to me, you know, like, you know, being more accountable, I remember being like, well, I'm being accountable. I don't, I don't understand what that means. I remember just feeling very, really triggered. I didn't use that word at the time, but just remember just this real like defensive wall came up and, you know, and that's okay because now I recognize, oh, that's where I was at. That's where I was at. And I wasn't ready for it. But now I can use like when that, when that part of me pops up, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So you're feeling defensive because you're feeling powerless. Let's reframe this. So I think, you know, it's, but yeah, it, it and I get it. And, and I think that it can be difficult, you know, and especially like you say, because of labels of things, like, again, when people start talking about things that are slightly more, yeah, away from like the kind of the physical. Mm-hmm. But do you know the biggest thing for me was just learning to trust in my own intuition and my own wisdom. And that's all it was, you yeah. know, and, and we all have that. We all know that we have that little voice inside, however it speaks to you. And then you'll do something and then you're like, oh, I knew I should have listened. I knew I should have, mm-hmm. you know, I knew, you know, we've all done that. Like, oh, I should have listened. I knew I, you know, did a little And it's like, so that that's your wisdom. That's your intuition. We all have that. And I think that, like you say, it's like just, it's like, just listen to that little voice that says, maybe go and speak to X, Y, and Z, or maybe buy that book, you know, sometimes a book or a podcast, or if you're listening to this right now and you think, oh, this is really uncomfortable, maybe listen to the end. It's like, it's just that like little bit of like stepping out of the comfort zone, just a little bit, just Mm -hmm. to see what happens. But yeah, it's, it's, 
yeah, it's, and everyone has different journeys. Like you say, like, you know, not everyone reached, you know, has reached a, and I, I suppose I didn't, the word is a suicide or rock bottom. Not everyone will reach that. And I don't want every, I don't want everyone to reach that. That's not a great place to be, but you don't have to get to that point. Everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's experiencing things in their own way. So you've got to find whatever resonates. But one thing I will say is that in terms of sort of go back to the pelvic floor stuff, when I started sort of releasing emotional trauma, and I don't know if you've read the body, the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Have you read that I book? Haven't. No, I've heard of it. I've not read it yet, though. Amazing book. Um, you know, um, so trauma, so when something traumatic happens, and this is the thing, trauma is completely subjective. So say me and you could be in a room and, I don't know, um, say there's a, you know, there's a fire or somebody comes in and does something really, you know, like scary that I perceive as being really scary and a threat to my life, but you don't. So mm-hmm. I would store that experience in my nervous system and in my subconscious so that I would, A, avoid any other situation like that. So oftentimes what people will find is that, say, they'll walk into a room and for some reason, they don't know why, they start sweating, they start feeling sick, they start feeling shaky, and they'll leave. It's because their nervous system has picked up that this room somehow is similar to that previous experience. Mm -hmm. So you don't even realize that you're missing out or not doing things because your nervous system is like, this is way too similar to the last experience. So we're going to get out of here before you've even really, oh, I'm just feeling anxious. But actually it's, it's your nervous system protecting you. So in terms of like the pelvic pain and the pelvic stuff for me, I was holding a lot of past trauma so the energy of that trauma within my body and within my my pelvis you know within my pelvis area and we do hold on to a lot of emotions in our hips and in our legs so and actually as so as I started to so I did a lot of somatic healing so that's when you do so there's not talking it's just like shaking or dancing or you do like tapping and I'm like I'm pointing to myself but no one can see me um (laughs) and that as I started to do that a lot of the residual energy and stored tension within my pelvis started to ease and then my pelvic floor symptoms started to ease up doesn't mean I still didn't need to do the pelvic floor work yeah so that's you know that's the other thing but it, you know, it, it had such a dramatic effect. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've also read or had a look at much of um, Gabor Mate's stuff mm. work. But again, he talks a lot about this too. It's like it's not always so much about what happened to you. It's actually what's happening and continuing to happen with inside you, and then how your body is reacting to that. Yeah, it's your it's your response often, isn't it? Yes. So, yes. Like we talk about the stress response. It's yes. not. It's not about. I mean, yes, the external thing will trigger it within yes. you, but it's then your response to that. Yes. And yes. it's almost, you know, when when we are very stressed, all of a sudden, like everything that comes into our world seems urgent and must be done now. And, you know, and if we weren't in it already in that that place, those things wouldn't seem so urgent. Exactly. Yeah. You can sometimes you, look back and, and think, oh, why, why did I react like that to that? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And if you've got kids... Like if you're in a constant, and I don't, and I think you know. So I did a women, I did women's health coaching uh, certificate, and we did a functional. There was a functional nutrition part of it because I wanted to do the hormone stuff, and I learned so much about about the female HPA axis. Hmm. So we will deal with stress differently to that of a, a male HPA axis. So if you are a woman who has had some sort of trauma as a child or even as a, as a teenager or even in like your early 20s because your brain's still forming up until I think like 25, mm-hmm. so then you're in fight and flight. 
So that's what, that's what, where I was at. So I had, you know, three kids under the age of like eight at the time or 10. I can't remember how old my son was. And I was in fight flight, even freeze. Actually, I was like, really like I was, you know, so yeah, like my daughter throws something on the floor. If I was in my parasympathetic nervous, you know, nervous system state, and I was like, really like rest and digest, I'm not going to fly off the handle. But if I'm in fight or flight, that's just going to send me skyrocketing and then yeah and then you know a bill comes through or an unexpected the tv doesn't work and it's just like it just builds and builds and builds and builds and then you get to the end of the day and you're like why why was I so stressed and it's because you were already you're already stressed you just don't realize it because you're so used to it and I think that's the other thing as well Mm. you know if you've if you're if you've been fight and flight your whole life like I was you know from a very young age I've always I've literally my resting normal nervous system state was low end fight flight. Mm. So I didn't know what it feels like. Only recently have I really become comfortable with being in rest and digest. Yeah. You know, so it takes time. And and like you say, if you know, if you're in fight and flight, you're tensing, you're going to be holding on, you're going to be gripping your tummy and you're going to be being ready to run. You know, you're ready to run and you're ready to fight. So your body's just going to be exhausted and sore probably yeah and so and so many of us spend our lives in that place and we don't even realize we think it's normal it's just like yeah absolutely and and you only have to go and like I I stopped watching the news you only have to go and watch the news and you get so riled up our entire society at the moment I feel like is geared toward pushing people into this extreme stress you know it's like being stressed is a status I'm so stressed I'm so stressed I'm so stressed it's you know and we're all just like comparing our stress yeah (laughs) yeah it's just being like like wedding yourself like having painful periods being stressed is the new normal but it's not normal yeah you know it's well actually it's a normal response to the current situation and society that we live in yeah but it's not normal for our physiology to be in that state all the time and that's yeah that's why we're all struggling and in pain and yeah so it's it's and that's the thing, it can feel massive, can't it? So I think that's where you just got to just one little step at a time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like you say, the awareness first is yeah. got to be the thing. And even if even if that's as far as you get for now, that's an amazing yeah. start because Absolutely. then things will start to appear for you, right? Absolutely. And I think sleep is really important too because so your body is designed to heal itself. And I think this is something that we've um, almost been conditioned out of believing that our bodies are self-healing. Yeah. Like they are and again but our environment so it's like if you have a body in the so it's like heal the environment so you know when I was doing a lot of the work on the hormone stuff it was heal the home and you'll heal the hormones the hormones Mm. are only responding to the dysfunctional environment that they're in so they have no other choice but to do what they're doing so same for us it's like if we're in an environment that is triggering us all the time and this is where it can be challenging and triggering you may have to accept or see that perhaps the life that you're living is not conducive. So maybe, you know, and that's where the accountability and responsibility comes mm-hmm. into deciding and choosing mm-hmm. to go, you know, do I continue doing this job or whatever it is, being in this relationship or whatever, or do I make some changes? But again, it's that awareness. And then you choose rather than you find yourself just doing it and not knowing why, you know, and that's kind of where I was. So, you know, I I chose to step away from doing women's health and fitness because as much as I loved and enjoyed the work it was creating a huge amount of stress in my life and I just 
I chose to not. But it doesn't mean that I don't have other stresses, but it was a choice that I was able to make and consciously make. But I couldn't have done that before because I didn't have the awareness. Yeah. I just believe that this, I had no choice. So yeah, does that, does that make sense? It is. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah. So. All right. I could, you know what? I could go, go on talking about this for hours. <laughs> you have to, do, to do a double episode. I know, I know. I love talking about all this stuff. I think it's so yeah. important. And I think, you know, like you're saying about, you know, the awareness within yourself, but it's also the awareness that I want to get out into the world yeah. that it's not just about a diet or a quick, you know, fix, fix like often there's other stuff that we need to be looking at yes. first if we yes. want to feel our very best. Um, and yeah. And so, yeah. I, yeah, I'm all over this. I could talk about it for hours, yeah. um, but mm, we won't. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> like you say, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do another conversation another time. So, so before we go, Samala, mm-hmm. can you just tell everybody how they can find out more about you and a bit about your book as well? Because it's it's pre-order already, isn't it? So basically, just really quickly. So, yeah, so I did like a pre-order. So actually what it was, was it was a crowdfunding campaign. So the way that I'm publishing, it's not self-publishing, but it's not traditional publishing. So it's, it's hybrid publishing. So um, I crowdfunded for the cost of publishing, which is kind of like a lot of the way now that artists, so not just authors, but, you know, people that are producing films and creating music, you'll crowdfund to basically pay for the cost of the publishing. And then what that means is that, I am not then essentially having to give any of my profits to the publishing company. They basically they're not they're non for profit. They're all for the for the authors and supporting the authors. So it's really amazing. So basically that that's finished. But I will have a pre sale. So that's where you can buy pre like pre book or pre pre buy <laughs> pre order. <laughs> I can't talk. Pre-order a copy of the book at book price. So when people were pre-ordering in August, that was a signed copy of the book plus you got access to like excerpts and things like that. And you also got a, uh, you also then had a ticket to the book launch event as well. So that was more of a bundle. So it's like an event bundle. Um, whereas I will have a pre-sale now in, I believe it'll begin early January where you can pre-order a signed copy of the book and then you will get the copy of the book before anybody else can then go and buy it on Amazon and and wherever else it'll be so so yes there'll be a pre-sale for that so in terms of where people can find me and I'm guessing you'll probably link this in the show notes anyway yeah yeah, absolutely but I have a website so they can go so you can go to that so again you know um, that's quite yes I've got a website and um, have got um, Instagram. So again, you can click on the link for that. I'm guessing that'll be in the show notes soon as well. Mm-hmm. So I've got an Instagram. At the moment, I am actually having a break from social media while I finish writing the book and I'm just going through myself. Again, the work never ends. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently going through like a real sort of transitionary phase. I've had quite a big year. Like personally, a lot of things have changed as well for myself. So Instagram and then at the top of my bio, there's a link to subscribe to my newsletter. So I am really revamping that and I'll be emailing every week. So you can kind of keep in contact with me by my newsletter. And then within that, then there'll be constant updates about when you can, you know, go and pre-order the book. But at my website or on my website, I should say, there is a section that says podcast and books because the podcast is coming. I'm in the process of okay, cool. up with a friend of mine as well. I'm really Yay. excited. But yes, there's a lot, there's a lot of changes and shifts. So the best way really to keep in contact with me is to subscribe to my newsletter and then you'll kind of know everything that's going on. And then I will eventually come back to social media when I, when I finish. And that's another book I would definitely recommend. It's called Wintering. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read it by Catherine May. 
And it's all about the power of really tapping into, and again, this is like totally a conversation for another podcast, to your internal seasons, but also the external season and really using that. So winter is a really, really powerful time to rest and retreat and get ready to come back in for spring. High energy, yeah. you know, going yeah. through that phase of low energy and then moving into high energy. So that's kind of what I'm doing, you know, just, just to get ready for a book launch and, you know, for all the other things that are coming. So, so yeah. So that's where that's where you can find me. <laughs> Excellent. So I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well, obviously, as Samala said. So do head over there to follow Samala and to get details of when the book is coming out for pre-sale. So thank you so much for joining us today, Samala. Great to chat to you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you to all of you as well for joining us for this episode as well. I know you're going to have found some real value in that. Like I say, we could go on talking about this for hours and hours, I think. But I think that what you've got there will be really useful, maybe give you some food for thought, maybe give you some food for, you know, doing that little bit of uh, internal work yourself uh, on, you know, where you are at the moment, how you might be able to make some changes there. And I know that if you are ready to to do that work, the book is going to be totally, totally amazing for you. So thanks again. And I hope you all have a great week and I'm going to see you all again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.